Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the evening service. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats, so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Then the high priest and all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go, Stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts, as they had been told, and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, We found the jail securely locked, with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, Look! The men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in his name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of the man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and saviour, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of those things, and so is the Holy Spirit, who God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious 
and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin, men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thudius appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, all his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. This is the word of the Lord. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Christy. That's great. Oh, all the beach balls have disappeared. I'm going to need one of those because, oh, thanks, Sheridan. Great. You can always rely on Sheridan. Did you know he's getting married next week? Very exciting. So you may be thinking, what on earth is the connection between that passage and a beach ball? Have we just decided to put beach balls in there just for the sake of it? Maybe you're thinking that. Maybe you think, what is this connection all about? Well, what I want you to do is turn to the person next to you and say, or the person nearest to you, and say, you are a beach ball. Okay? And if you're fast, make sure everyone at the back that's reached, you are a beach ball. You are a beach ball. You are a beach ball. You are a beach ball, Paul, at the back. (laughs) Oh, thanks. So, okay, so what, so you are a beach ball. What is, what does that, you don't look like beach balls, so what do I mean by that? Well, a beach ball, if you think about it, what does a beach ball need to be in order to work? Well, I've got an alternative beach ball in my pocket here. This one isn't so good for batting around. Let me give it a go. It's a bit, it doesn't really work. Like, it's not like this one. It's like right in the air. What do a beach ball need to be? They need to be, beginning with F, four letters. Full. A beach ball needs to be full. Beach balls are like us because they're much better full, not empty. A beach ball as empty as nothing but a flappy piece of, um, like, plastic. Okay, so, but what, full of what? What are beach balls full of? Hmm. What are beach balls full of? I'm thinking of a specific word beginning with B. And here's a clue. Oh, I'm hearing the word breath. Oh, good interaction here. Fantastic. So, 
in order that we wouldn't be like a floppy piece of plastic and to be a full beach ball who's fulfilling, fulfilling our purpose as a beach ball, we need to be filled with breath. Hmm. Any, any more idea? Maybe you're starting to see a possible connection now. Possible. So, if we are like beach balls, we need to be full, filled with breath. Okay, now let me draw your attention to someone in that passage just now called Peter. Have we got any Peters here? Any Peters? Oh, yes, Pete, great. So Peter in this story has undergone quite a transformation, hasn't he? So let's go back a few chapters, or a few, a few books in the Bible, back to Mark 17. Peter, Mark 14, sorry. Peter back then was not doing so well. So here we go. This is Peter's transformation. Peter, back then, it was just about, just before Jesus was about to be crucified, and he said, he, this is what the passage says, he began to call down curses and swore to them, I don't know the man you're talking about. So Peter was like, so afraid of this person asking him about Jesus that he swore, he actually swore that he didn't know Jesus. It was like the worst form of denial he possibly could do. But then later in this passage, we have this, from this to this where Peter and the other apostles applied, we must obey God rather than human beings. So we have this defiant Peter, somewhere who's got all this energy, all this courage, all this fullness of courage and everything that has enabled him to proclaim Jesus in the face of being flogged, in the face of being threatened with death, in the face of being put in prison. And he's not letting go. He's not letting anything stop him. Now, what has happened between those two things, and think of the beach ball here. The beach ball is a clue. What has happened between those two things? Anyone want to shout it out? Any, any ideas? Any ideas? Begin an event that we celebrated with ribbons a few weeks ago, which was Pentecost. And Pentecost. Let's go to this next passage here. So this is what Jesus said. This is John 20 on Pentecost. And with that, he breathed on them. So it describes the Holy Spirit like the breath of Jesus. So it says, and with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So the idea is the Holy Spirit is like the breath of God. Does anyone know that song? Breathe on me, breath of God. Does anyone know that one? Hands up if you know that one. A few. Oh, not too many. Oh. So the idea here. Okay, now here is where all the connections will make sense, okay? So... So we're all just like floppy beach balls. We, are, we can't do our whole like party beach games. It's all a bit pathetic. And people just end up standing on us. And we can't get anywhere. We long to be this big, bouncy beach ball who's able to make loads of people joyful, make a difference in the world. And what we need to be filled with is breath. And human beings are designed to be full of the breath of God. So just as the beach ball is designed to be full of the breath of us, so it's goes from this to being this. Human beings are designed to be beach balls full of the breath of God. Now, does the connection make a bit more sense now? Okay, fantastic. The idea here, if you think about it, the beach ball always carries with it the breath of the person who's blown up. The presence of the person through their breath is always there with the beach ball. So if I back this out into the audience here, it's going, you think Elliot's breath is going with me all the way there. And if Teddy bats it back, thank, and now it's back again. So it travels wherever the beach ball goes. That's like the breath of God, the Holy Spirit. It's like the presence of God 
going with us wherever we go because we are full of his presence, full of his breath. And what this means is, for Peter, he is full, like a beach ball, of the Holy Spirit, meaning that he can finally fulfill his purpose, which is proclaim the gospel of Jesus with so much boldness because he knows God is with him. God is strengthening him. God is filling him up. Now, if we go on to the next slide for a moment. So, this, pers- this passage describes some of the first persecution in the church. And persecution is still happening today all over the world. And it's a very sobering reminder if you think about it. Now, this, this is a question you may not want to answer, but just have a think about it. If Christianity was made illegal in this country, would you still follow Jesus? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands because I know that I'm, I'm worried about what my answer to that question would be. Because, you know, in the moment when you're like in a really dangerous situation, you're standing on the edge of this massive sort of gulf beneath you, you don't know what your fears are going to do. You don't know how am I going to react if I was actually threatened with my life, with being flogged, with being put in prison. If that actually happened to me, how would I react? And here's an amazing, if you read the testimonies of persecuted Christians across the world, one thing that always comes through is a bit like what Zara here wrote. So she was someone who was put in prison for her faith in Iran. And what she said here is, through all these sufferings, Christ, as in the presence of the Holy Spirit, never left me alone. I cannot live without him. There is no other way around it. So she says that the only way I got through all this persecution, the only way I got through being put into prison, being not knowing whether I was going to continue being allowed to be alive, was knowing that Jesus was with me, that he was filling me, that he was strengthening me. That was the only way she got through. And if you read through these testimonies, the idea that God is with us and he's strengthening us always appears. Okay, next slide. So here's the message. When we are filled with Jesus' spirit, we can face anything. And that's, that is an amazing message. And it's actually the idea that we are actually fully human, fully everything we are intended to be. Before that, we were like a limp rag filled with fear. Fear got us and did this to us, sort of put us on the ground, never to bounce up again. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we become fully human, fully everything God wants us to be. And I love this idea because I am a very nervous person. I always get nervous about the next thing that's going to happen. I get nervous about coming out the front. I get nervous about going to parties. I get nervous about going to Kaylee's. <laughs> I get nervous about going to all sorts of things. Who am I going to talk to? Is anyone going to include me? It all goes back to school days, you know, going to those school discos, you know, when you're on the edge and you don't feel like dancing and you feel too awkward to get involved. It's all that. And I always feel like that. And the only way that I can get through is knowing that God's presence fills me up and that he is with me no matter what. That amazing promise that Jesus gives, I will be with you always to the end of the age. That again, is like this beach ball, God's presence filling me up. I know he is with me everywhere I go and he can enable me and fill me with energy and strength and courage where I have none in my own self. So the message I'd like to give all of you is have a think about is this last slide, which is, so this is a prayer I like to pray, and I like this image as well. It's like a little hand holding another hand. I think our hands are a bit like baby hands holding on to God's hand everywhere we go. Uh, I love this prayer here. It says, Lord Jesus, be together with me in this. That's the sort of prayer I like to pray before I'm going into 
a really scary, worrying situation, an exam, uh, sort of a, a meeting they don't want to do, uh, some sort of, what else, a Kaylee. <laughs> I'm going to say that one again. I pray this, Lord Jesus, be together with me in this. Now, who here feels better going into a party when you're with someone else? Anyone? Most people. I would imagine everything is so much easier when you've got someone with you. And that's the same thing with God. When we know that he is within us, he is filling us up. He is present with us everywhere we go, just as this ball is present with the air inside it, everywhere it goes. We can know God is with us. He is promising to be with us. And because he is with us, we have the strength to face anything. So we're going to go into a special prayer activity in a moment. But before that, have a think about, and I'd like to take, take this home with you. You don't have to answer this question now. What situations would you like to pray to Jesus? Lord Jesus, be together with me in this situation. Be together with me in this situation. For me, that's the only way I get through these things where everyone, you don't know what anyone's going to react like. These things that fill you with anxiety. It's praying, Lord Jesus, be together with me in this. You may want to put your hands on your heart. I find that really helpful. Thinking of God's presence in the center of my being, filling my mind, filling my heart, filling every part of me, knowing that he is with me. So as you go away, from, as you go away today, have a think about what situations would you like to pray, Lord Jesus, be together with me in this. We're going to move into a special prayer activity now, which is us praying for ourselves, the people around us, and for the world. And it's called Mentimeter Prayers. Now, who here has heard of Mentimeter? Mentimeter? We've done this before in an evening service, but you may not have seen it. If we could go on to the Mentimeter slide. Now, Sam has been amazing with this, sorting it out when it didn't work earlier. So, in a moment, a special QR code is going to come up on the screen. Or go to www.menti.com 76436950. If you go into that, it will enable you to write a prayer, and it will come up on the screen. Okay? So the sort of prayers we're praying for is situations we want God to be with people in this country, in this church right now, people watching online. You can also add to this, people watching online. Remember, you can log on to this and it will come up here. What are you praying for? I'm going to give you a few moments to do that. Write in a few things and they'll appear on the board. And then we're going to pray through them before going into our last song. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Thank you.